Amen. Good to see you this morning. Why don't you just stand where you are and let's continue an attitude of worship as we sing God so loved.
Amen. Well, give the Lord a hand this morning. He's worthy of that and much more. Joy. 
Hudson River Left my burdens on the shore I went down, a sinner came up A saint died with Christ, now I'm reborn Sing with me Yes, he washed me with his mercy
be seated. I know he just told you to sit down. But I'm going to tell you to stand up. Now, turn around, shake a hand, hug a neck, and welcome somebody to Papa Springs this morning. All right, do that. Are you feeling better? Good, 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 good. Hey, sister, how are you? Good, 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 good. feels better. Now the room feels better to me. God bless you. You can be seated. I shared with you last week that I wanted to use today uh, as a an opportunity to share with you the, the finished work of the transitional uh, focus team. Uh, you know, when um, it's hard to believe, I think I, I came the first Sunday in February and that seems like it was five minutes ago. But it's been several months, and a lot's happened over the last several months, and we praise the Lord for that. And so I just know that we've seen, we've seen three baptisms since Easter Sunday morning, so somebody say amen to that. All right, and we pray that that's just something that will absolutely continue. And so what I want to do today is, one, just to say thank you. Okay, from, from my heart, from Pat's heart, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for letting us be a part of this transitional season. You have uh, loved us. You've made us feel at home. Uh, and for that, we are so very grateful. And it's reciprocal, okay? We, we, we feel at home with you. And we do deeply love and appreciate you. And uh, that's, uh, that, that's definitely a mark of this fellowship. And for that, we are very, very thankful. I think I've also learned in the last several months, you are very teachable people. And that's an important thing too, right? And we want to be teachable, pliable. We have arrived. And I, I do believe it's in your heart that you believe God is and wants to continue to do a great work in this body. You may be reminded that one of the verses that we've already looked at and kind of walked through in Nehemiah 4, 4, 6 says this, So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. And I truly believe that it's true right here at Poplar Springs, that God is rebuilding the wall. There's a work that you and I want to join God in. There's much to be done. And I do believe that you are ready to do that. And so I came here and I made several promises. One, I was going to preach to you the word of God. We wanted to lead the church in such a way that just to kind of keep the train on the tracks as it were, to try to keep moving forward and gain some amendment there, uh, to act as a consulted and do some things and that's really where the work of the focus team comes in and this to to do that we wanted to evaluate kind of where the church was and in its alignment and spiritual health there, there, it's, there's such an importance and i don't want to get sidetracked here but there's a critical importance as you are a with any organization but especially the church of the living god there needs to be a lot of pieces that are literally non-negotiable there has to be theological alignment there's got to be philosophical alignment there has to be relational alignment and then and then there does have to be organizational alignment. we've got to be going in the same direction we can't go in five or six different directions you with me 
That's chaos. And so we serve a God that's a God of order and it's not a God of chaos, right? And so we want to do things that way. And so to accomplish that, there were, there were four main goals and uh, for me, and one, that was to get to know you. And so we've been able to do that, all right? And so the more that we've hung out with you, I mean, I, I, I know who to go to now for banana pudding. I know who to go to now. All right, I mean, there's, just, there's some important things you have to know in the church, right? And uh, so you let us get to know you and to love on you. And for that, I just want to say thank you. I've got to hang out with your staff and get to know them. And, and they're awesome and they're nuts. Okay, they're, they're just, they're absolutely nuts. But I love them. I fit right in, all right? And uh, so I appreciate them. I appreciate just the, the deacon leadership, the church council that you have. Very appreciative of their leadership to the church body. We, we shared with you that we were going to do some listening sessions. And we did about six different listening sessions. I wanted to hear your heart and, and uh, let you... Have an opportunity to get some stuff off your chest if you needed to. But also, it aided me in just discovering current realities in the church. And that's important. It allows me to know the church. You know, whether it's the good, the bad, the ugly, right? When, when you know, if, if, you, if you go buy a CD for one song, you're going to get the other nine when you like those other nine or not, right? I mean, it just comes with the package. And so, so to have a... To have to build an honest and transparent current reality, you got to know all the stuff. And you've been so gracious. You've been very transparent. And it, I'm extremely appreciative for that. And then there was the formation of the focus team itself. And, uh, and, and, and matter of fact, if you served on the transformational focus team and you're here, I know we may have some folks on vacation. But if you are here today, I'm going to ask you to stand up right quick. If you are here, I want you to stand up. So I know Mark's here, Kim, Chad. Your mom's here, so you better behave yourself today, all right? Is anybody else? Brother Gene, would you give them a great big hand? All right, would you do that? And there, there, there's probably six others that aren't here today. And I know it's, it's the summer and vacation and all of that. But they did a phenomenal job. And their task was to take the six major functions of the church and, and really evaluate those things. We, we took this thing called a SWAT. And we looked at the strengths, weaknesses, the threats, and the opportunities. And we, and, and we kind of modified. It was a hybrid, okay? It was a hybrid. And so we, we really looked hard at the strengths. We looked hard at the weaknesses. Uh, we didn't really notice there were a lot of threats. But then we wanted to capitalize. Then what are the opportunities? What are the things that can advance our mission here at Papa Springs? And so those six major functions were evangelism, discipleship, Worship, prayer, missions, and fellowship. And so they did a phenomenal job, which again, helps to build and understand the current realities of where we are at. It identifies some action steps that we can begin to rally around and move forward in. And so what I want to do today is to begin to uh, unpack um, 
the realities and unpack the goals that we believe need to be communicated to the church. And then, and then on the heels of this, then it will be time to assemble the pastor search team. And we are going to go by the instructions that we have in your church bylaws. And they're very simple. They're black and white. They're beautiful things. And so that, that's a really good thing. So, so with the exception of the pastor search team, it is a pleasure to be able and a joy to announce to you all those other goals are being met. Isn't that a good thing? So we can rejoice in that. You should celebrate that. Well, you're not celebrating that. All right, there you go, all right? So that's a good thing, all right? That's a good thing. So a lot has happened. So we just haven't been sitting on, you know, in that idle position that you've been active. And for that, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. And so um, now we want to kind of move forward and really watch the Lord uh, continue to work. So here's what I want to do. And I, I did a uh, PowerPoint and, and hopefully there, there's a lot of words. So, so you may not be able to see everything and I'm going to say a lot of words today. And, uh, but we're going to be able to put this online, be able to, to make hard copies, and that way you can have it, and then you'll have it to read over and to digest and create accountability as we move forward. So the first area I want to look at really quick is the area of evangelism. And so each of these areas have three, three things that were identified, three action steps that we want to take, and we want to be able to measure. How do you know if you've accomplished what you want to accomplish unless you measure it? You, you, gotta, you gotta have some scorecard that helps you know where you are, right? And so we want to uh, embrace these as well. So here's evangelism. The first one being address the lack of intentional evangelism efforts through two personal evangelism trainings during the church calendar year. And so what that means is this, we want to be able on twice a year to be very focused in two distinct, clear trainings, how you can learn to share your faith with anybody at any time. That you, you could take the gospel and be able to unpackage it in such a way that you don't have to worry or be afraid or be fearful. You don't have to call the preacher every time. So I know somebody's getting ready to get saved, but I don't know what to do. Okay, so typically what happens, they do what? Call the preacher, call Scott, call Joel, call Chris, call somebody, right? Well, what, what if, what if we as a church created a path that you could learn how to very confidently share the gospel yourself? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? At work, at play, wherever you are, you can articulate what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so we want to take advantage of that. And so I, I, I don't want you to hear me say it's, a, it's an evangelistic program because sometimes, here's what I think, after 41 years of church life, there are just certain things that I'm, 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 I'm a little bit, and I may be going overboard. But sometimes when you say the word program, it sounds like something starts and something ends. Right? Well, when it comes to evangelism, I want it to be a lifestyle. It's just a part of who we are as followers of Jesus. And to measure that, we want to increase the percentage of people who share the gospel. 
So that's going to be, that's going to be fun and interesting to watch that work. Number two, increase engagement with lost and unchurched people. Guests, newcomers through intentional community outreach and gospel-centric media presence. And so, so there's a, you, you, you already know this. There's a lot of people moving into this surrounding area. More, More people, people than you could probably fill up in every church if every church got excited and called on fire, right? But just because we're here doesn't mean they're coming here. And just because they pass us on this road, this is a, is that 417? See, I'm learning, right? So 417, just because they pass us by on 417 doesn't mean they're going to identify with us. So we've got to learn ways to engage and to step outside these four walls. And that is truly being the church. And so we want to be able to measure that. So we want to increase the percentage of guests and the first time guests to the church website. So a lot of folks, their first visit is going to be here. But what we're discovering through a lot of different surveys and research through Southern Baptist Life, Lifeway and Rainer and other people that I do trust. That, that many times we're living in a day now where people's first visit is not the building. The first visit is the church website. And so we, 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 you're doing a great job of that. We're so thankful for, for Chris, all the things that are going on there. And that we just want to be sure that we take advantage of that. Be very clear and that anybody could go to our website and clearly understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Number three, expand prayer emphasis, both personal and corporate, for spiritual awakening and harvest. So Kim, what does that mean? That we learn to pray that God would save people. That we would beg God to save people, especially those that are close to us, but maybe far from Jesus. I guarantee you in this room today, if we took a, if we just did a quick little survey, if I just, if I took a pad over here and a pen and you just passed around and I said, look, I want you to write down one person that you're really uncertain whether or not they, know, they truly know Jesus. I guarantee you we could fill that the page after page after page. And so, so now we've got to learn, how do we pray? How do we become intentional? And, and, and nothing's going to happen outside of prayer. You understand that, church? So we're going to pray corporately, but yet pray personally, individually. Of how do we engage in the harvest? And we pray that we can measure that in the increase of the percentage of believers' baptism. That means I want to keep out and hopping, keeping the water clean in the baptistry. Right? And so we celebrate that we've had some baptisms, but I just don't think it's out of the question to think that could be a weekly thing. I mean, God could add to the church as much as He wants to add to the church, but God knows that we've got to be prepared for what He brings. And so we want to do that. So that's the area of evangelism, discipleship. And again, remember, we're going to make this available, so you don't have to, if you want to write it down, you can write it down, but, but you'll get this and, and everybody will have it. So, so discipleship. This is an area that's very dear to my heart and of Scott's heart. Develop a leadership pipeline through discipleship opportunities in the area of small groups on and off campus for all ages, especially thinking about multi-generational. Now, I know that's maybe a little bit of a twist, a little bit of a difference. There's a lot in that one sentence. So let me unpack it this way. 
Most of the times in church life, we have one person doing something. And we love that person so much because they do it so well. It's a wonderful thing, right? And we are blessed by it and we enjoy it. But, but people do go on vacations. People do get sick. People do have emergencies. And it's never a good thing in, in, in any form of life if one person goes down, the ministry suffers. So, so, so Popper Springs is no different than perhaps every other church in the fact that we need to create a leadership pipeline where we, we just see people investing in people and we're teaching and training. And that way when one person goes down, the ministries don't. And we keep those things running cleanly and effectively. And we believe that it's best done through biblical discipleship. And so we want to really stress the importance of small group. So some of you are in a small group on Sunday mornings. Some of you may not be in a small group yet on Sunday mornings. So we want to maximize and, and make those, those small groups. Well, you call it Sunday school, small group, life. I don't care what you call it. But y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, th this is yes and this is no. All right? I feel like I am scaring them to death today, man. So, so, so what... That small group experience, we just want to, we want to elevate that. We, we want it to be important. We, I do know this, and, and this is true in study after study after study. If people get connected to a small group, they're more connected to body life in the church. And so we want to deepen that. And so if that happens at, what time is Sunday school here? 945? 9.45. If that happens for you at 9.45 on this campus, hallelujah. But it could be that there may be some other opportunities that we can gauge in that may look different than the Sunday morning. But we could capture that and, and, and have more people in small groups and, and really develop leadership there. And then, you know, a lot of things we do are age-graded. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some things need to be age-appropriate. But I will tell you this. There, are, there is a point where, where our youth, like our 16, 17, 18-year-olds, they need to be around some adults. And, and we as adults need to be around them. And there's things that we can learn from each other. And so in my experience, the last probably 10 to 12 years, some of the healthiest small groups I've ever been a part of have been multi-generational. Now, I know that sounds different, but it's incredibly good. And so uh, I just want to I, I encourage you to, to think that way. How do you measure that? Well, we want to see the increase of percentage of members who actively volunteer. And so we're gonna, we, we want to track that and be able to track that and see how many people are in process and how are we teaching and training people and who are actively volunteering. We don't want people to have to do something. We want you to get to do something. Okay? Number five, the next one is this. Continue focused discipleship opportunities through ministries for children, youth, women, and men. And so I, I won't spend a lot of time there. That's pretty self-explanatory. So we want to just take advantage of the opportunities that you already have and just maximize those things. We know that there's some areas that are stronger than others. Okay? We recognize that. We're already trying to think and pray through some of that. But, but we want you to know that we want to focus. So for our men, especially our men, man, we, we, got, we, got, to, we got to crank up to the discipleship with our men. Our ladies, our children, our youth, each of those ages. So we want to increase the percentage of members and guests who participate in small groups. 
And then the last one under discipleship, create mentee or mentor and mentee opportunities in the church body as a means of discipleship and gospel advancement. And so here's what that could look like. It could look like a triad. And we, we'll, we'll unpack some of this. I, I'll show you how to do this. But it's, let's just pretend for today, I'm going to be the mentor in my group. Okay? And in my group is going to be, going to be Pat and going to be Scott. And so they're going to be in my small group. And so I'm, going to, I'm just going to hang out with them once a week. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to contact them. We're going to be in the Word together. We're going to grow together. And then Scott is going to, at some point, have his own. And then he's going to be Carol. I can already tell. I'm already, I'm already, I'm going to have to preach on the home now, all right? And so then Carol's going to get a group. And then Carol's group could be Ken and Joy. Since you, you with me? And so we want to maximize that. Listen, listen, this is why this is important. And I hope you hear my heart. The larger the church grows, the smaller it has to become. Okay? So, so when people do ride that time, and I've already heard this. I've heard some of my own friends. They say, oh, I know where you're, you're, uh, you're preaching over at Papa Springs. Yeah, I'm preaching at Papa Springs. Man, that's a big church. Okay, they say things like that. That's a big church. Well, and when you look at SBC Life, it is. It is. But I think you might agree with me. You don't feel like a big church. And that's a good thing. And so what we want to do is maintain this highly relational impact on people's lives that they just realize they're a part of a church that loves people. And one of the best ways to do that is really enhance discipleship. And, and the larger the church is, the smaller it has to become. And one of the great ways to do that is through discipleship and small group. Okay, missions. Another one that's dear to my heart. So, so, so here are three things that came from um, the work of the focus team under missions. Develop and coordinate an Acts 1-8 strategy for Papa Springs Baptist Church. And so what that, that, here's what that would look like. That we're going to look at our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. That's Acts 1-8, right? So right around us, there's some ministries that we can partner with that local missions be important. But there's some things going on in our state that are important. There's some things going on nationally outside of our state that we could tap into and do missions and watch God work in. And that would be wonderful. And there's some things internationally that are going on. So there, there's just at home and abroad, I'm just telling you, this, this great holistic approach to missions. And we would measure that by the increase of percentage of mission opportunities and just see how, how we can engage and, and work through that. The next one is this. Create and design a simple path for any member to engage in mission opportunities. Sometimes, if you've been a part of a mission experiences for any length of time at all, I'll give you one. For years, probably I don't know how many years in a row, uh, I was a pastor of a church in Greenville. And West Africa was on our radar. And we, we were given an unreached people group by the IMB. By the way, do you know there's still unreached people groups around the world who've never heard the name Jesus, who do not have a, a copy of the gospel in their home language? And so, so Ken, are there opportunities that Popper Springs could tap into something like that? Absolutely.
absolutely. But here's what happens though sometimes, and you, we, we, got, we, we have to really work hard not let this happen. But then you get maybe five or six people who are highly engaged in West Africa, and if you're not careful, all you got is a click that goes to West Africa. You with me? So we don't want that kind of thing to happen at all. But we want a simple path where anybody in our church could understand this is what I could do to join the cause of Christ and the gospel, whether it's local or whether it's international. And sometimes as churches, we don't make it easy and we want to have an easy process. And how we measure that is to see the increase of percentage of members who participate in mission experiences. Last one under discipleship. I mean missions. Encourage, equip, and empower other churches and their leaders to be faithful in missional engagement. Now, church, you're already doing that. Okay? Just, uh, I don't know, several, six, six, seven weeks, eight weeks ago, uh, on a Sunday evening, we had First Baptist interim. Andy Moore and his folks come. We had a fellowship together. Right? Many of you were there. And so you know that there is a partnership with a local church and we are walking in a wonderful, wonderful agreement with them. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And, and I, think, I think the people here on the focus team see the advantage and the importance of that, but they want to embellish that and watch that grow and expand. What could happen is that Popper Springs could be a church that loves other churches and other pastors really, really well. And you could be the kind of church that would encourage other churches. How many times have you read in the New Testament and you see how the church at Jerusalem blessed all these other churches everywhere else, right? That's what you have the possibility to be as a church. And here's how we would measure that. Increase the percentage of partnerships with other churches and church leaders for kingdom advancement. Now worship. Under worship, continue a strong presence of biblical worship from the pulpit and provide spiritual growth opportunities for church members in the worship service. I'm grateful that we still have a gathering on Sunday morning. I'm grateful that you are here. And, 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 and all this really means here is that we don't want to compromise the scripture. We don't want to compromise what the Bible calls sincere, heartfelt worship. But we want to heighten that even more. And here's one way that we can measure that. Increase the percentage of the church body that participates in worship services in an effort to increase the percentage of members who attend more than 50% of worship experiences. And that's a big old sentence, isn't it? Let me unpack that. Now, this is where I need you to really listen close. I don't want to lose you. Okay? I know I'm giving you a lot. You're drinking out of a fire hydrant. But I don't want to lose you on this one right here. When I was growing up, you probably should never start something saying, well, when I was growing up. Because I know when I was a kid, I hated it when my dad said that. I mean, I knew the stories that were getting ready to come. I knew how he walked up hill both ways to school with a sweet potato in his back pocket. And was thankful to have it. I mean, I, okay, so, 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 so right now there's some, there's some kids in this room. And you know what I'm talking about. As soon as your mom and dad say, well, when I was your age, oh, okay, I, I get it, right? And here I am at the ripe old age of almost 60, 
And now I'm, I am my daddy. <laughs> and I am saying some of the things that he said. So when I was your age, man, when I, growing up, it was, I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but we used to have these little envelopes in Sunday school. Y'all remember those little envelopes? And you check the envelope. Did you read your Bible this week? Check. Did you pray this week? Check. Did you bring it all? Y'all remember those? Okay, that was, that was pretty cool. Because what it did, it did create some sense of a, accountability. And, and, and I'm not saying that was the, 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 the only way to do that, but it was a way to do it for sure. And then do y'all remember that, that at the end of the church year, if you didn't miss Sunday school, you got a what? You got a Sunday school pen. Again, I'm not saying that's what we're going to go back to. I'm not saying I'm not advocating that we need to give Sunday school pens out. But here's what I am saying. There was a day when it was expected that everybody was at church when the church doors were open. And so if you were at church maybe three Sundays out of four, that was kind of what was considered strong. Do you know what the national average today is? The national average today is this. If you attend a Sunday service once a month, you are, you're, you're, a, you're a strong church member. Now here's what, and look, I am thankful that anybody is here on any given Sunday. So don't, don't, don't put words in my mouth. I do good enough on that my own, alright? But what I am saying is this. I believe this church, the, the core of who you are, you understand the importance of being together. That, that your life evolve around the kingdom of God and His eternal purpose. And you just can't do that. By, you wouldn't do that on your baseball team. You wouldn't do that at work. You wouldn't do that in any other avenue of life. And so why can't we be a church who says, hey, we want to be committed to God and committed to each other. And, and we understand the importance of being together. And so all we want to do is raise the bar and, and, and see a high level of engagement when it comes to worship. Here's the second one. Create an atmosphere of warmth. And you already have that. And spirit-filled worship. And intentionally follow up with guests. Now that may be one area that maybe we don't do as well. That we really could do better. And that's to follow up with our guests. And so the measurement for that would be to increase the percentage of guests who become active, committed members of Popper Springs. And so somebody is a guest. We want them to go to Discovery. And from Discovery, we want them to understand how to get plugged into church life. We want a simple process that we can just if, if somebody moves here and this is their first time they could they could come today be welcomed appreciate what god did in the service go to sit under joy in ps 101 and understand what it means to be a member and how how that you can engage and we could we could elevate what it means to serve and we can elevate what it means to be in a small group and if we just did those two things i'm telling you that is a simple process. I know we know how to take anybody from guests to potential membership and discovery to membership and to watch them become engaged in church life. That keep the back door closed. Does that make sense? All right. I 
Needed three amens, and I think I got three. Here's the last one under worship. Create an environment that connects people to Jesus through new and creative opportunities in both in-person gatherings and online ministry efforts. And again, it's just a simple way to say we just we, we want to see people, individuals whose lives are being transformed by the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, we need to know about it. We need to celebrate it. Uh, I almost, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I'll come back to that in a second. Two more, two more. Fellowship. I'll try to speed this up. Fellowship. Seek opportunities for Poplar Springs Baptist Church to enhance the community through intentional on-site events with intentional follow-up. So whatever that would look like, if we did whatever, if we did a block party, invited the community, and, and we wanted to do it here and engage the people and have fun with people and laugh and get to know who they are, but then follow up with them. We, we, we want to follow up with them. So we want to increase the percentage of guests that come to our church, and we want to be able to share the love of Jesus in a relational context. Here's the next one. Hold new member lunches, dinners, and heighten the importance of PS 101. And so, so what, 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 what better way than to... Our, so we got some guests who've been coming say, hey, we want to invite you to a lunch or invite you to a dinner. And the reason we want to do that is we just want to share with you about our discovery class. And it's called PS 101. And again, we're just we're helping them walk through a very simple strategy to get connected to the church. And the measurement there is just to have quarterly new member celebration experiences. And then the last under fellowship, invest in quarterly church-wide fellowships to enjoy Jesus and one another. And man, that's a good one. I, I will tell you, I was so blessed, but... The, comp, the first compass meeting that, that uh, we had while, while I've been here. It's, it's the, the first, first compass meeting you've had in two years. And there was so much excitement in the room. And I think the reason... It, listen, I've never seen that much excitement over like a church business meeting. You, you understand that's exactly what the compass meeting is, right? Now, you've chosen to do it different than a lot of churches. You have a meal together, you make it relaxed, informal, and you do the business of the church. And, it's, and I'm telling you, it was wonderful. The, 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 the fellowship hall was packed. They had to get extra tables set up to hold all the food that night. It wasn't necessarily the business meeting. It was the fact that you got to love on each other. Well, you know what? We need more of that, not less. So we want to create those opportunities, okay? And so how do you measure that? We want to increase the percentage of members who participate in healthy church body life through true devotion to one another. Here's the last one. When the preacher says, it's my last one, everybody says what? Amen. All right, so here we go. But it's probably the most important one. It's hard to say this is not important, right? Prayer. And so we want to schedule calendar-focused church-wide prayer opportunities for the church. That's pretty simple, isn't it? How do you measure that? We just want to increase the number of people who pray. We want to improve the communication of prayer requests and answers. 
I love the fact, listen, my phone will go off, and, and I appreciate Donnie, Donnie, if, if there's a need in the, in the area, and, uh, and before we leave today, I want to do this, okay? Um, I, I did not know about the law enforcement officer that was killed, okay? So, I mean, Columbia, I didn't know about that. You know how I found out about it? I found out about it through a text to pray for his family. And Donnie sent that out. That, that is not unusual. It's not unusual three or four times a week. Boom, boom, boom. And so that we do have a system in place that we are able to pray for things. And so we're thankful for the system that we have. But if we can even make it stronger and improve it, we want to do that. But here's the other side of that. A lot of times we don't celebrate the answers to those prayers. And what if we took some time in the church service or online or be creative with it and you hear from people who God answered their prayer. So Shorty had surgery this week and the Lord brought you through your surgery. Amen. And so what? And so we can celebrate that. Many of you prayed for her. And maybe you didn't know. Did it go good? Did it not? And it did. It went well. She's good. She's doing great. And we, and we want, want to, to celebrate, celebrate that, right? Okay, okay, you feel that. All right. So we want to increase the percentage of church members who actively are aware of prayer needs. And we want to celebrate answered prayer. The last one. We want to enhance the Jethro ministry in building a pray without ceasing attitude. I'm very thankful for our deacons. And I'm very thankful for the Jethro ministry. And I... One of the prayers and one of the things that was identified in, in the, uh, the work of the focus team was that we just want to increase its integrity and its importance right here in body life at Popper Springs. Do you understand that that is the absolute greatest care ministry of the church? That's, that's, that's what, what they, they have been called to do. That, that's, that is so clear in your, in, 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 uh, your statement to the church, kind of how you unpack all of that, your, as far as policy, procedure, and who does, what, who does what, and what they do. That is so crystal clear. They are the chief, chief care ministry of the church. So, I'll wrap it up by saying this. One of my favorite families to read. So it's not just a person, but Henry Blackaby, but he also has sons. And Henry and Richard Blackaby wrote a book entitled Spiritual Leadership. And it's one of those books that I will flip at just every so often because it's so rich. And, and in that book, they call spiritual leadership, and I quote, spiritual leadership is moving people on to God's agenda. And when I, when I see the work, and so Pat and I listened. Pat was our Vanna White, and she, she was our scribe, all right? And so we, we met in the fellowship hall every time that we met, and we had these large, uh, I mean, humongous, uh, what do you call them, sticky pad things, you know what I'm talking about? They're, 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 they're great big ones. And, and we would just, she would just fill it up. Everything that we would hear people say, we would try to, she would just try to articulate it. And those went home with me. Okay? So every time we met, those went home with me. 
And if you had been with me a few weeks ago, you would have noticed in our bonus room upstairs, um, it lined all the inside just about of my bonus room. And so that's where I took all that and began to massage it to come up with what I share with you today. And their eyes went back on it. I appreciate Brother Barry. Barry put his eyes back on it. And uh, such a such a, a gift with, with word and word crafting. And I appreciate that. But what I believe this report is, is an opportunity for the church to really be on God's agenda. And so my prayer is that you will you, you'll be ready. And, and we need everybody in it. We, we don't need any spectators. We need participators. And we want to watch God work in all of these six functions. So we'll continue to discover realities. We will assess the strengths and the weaknesses. We want to mend any broken fences. We want to focus on the mission. Or focus on the mission. Align the ministries with the mission. Watch the church be revitalized. And we will just pray and pray and pray. And trust God for it all. And also, just, just so that you will be, be ready. We're going to... Uh, Donna, can I just say this too real quick? Donna and Lucia are awesome. Would you just give them a hand? They are incredibly kind and they're gifted and they have servant hearts and they are absolutely wonderful. And, and so we've already kind of been working on a couple of things. And so in a, in a, in a week or two, we're going to make available uh, this, this, little, this little note right here. And it's seven prayers for the church. And so it's going to ask you to pray for the pastor search team. It's going to ask you to pray that God would move in the congregation. It's going to ask you to pray for consistency and focus on the present ministries of the church. It's going to ask you to pray for a miraculous sense of love and unity among the, the members. It's going to ask you to pray that we will patiently await God's timing. It's going to ask you to be prepared that you yourself may have to make some necessary changes. Uh, that's, that you, I had you up until that one, didn't I? But if God's going to do work, He's going to do it in all of us. Amen? And, and for that to happen may mean that we need to change. That God may want to do a fresh work. That God may do something in a different way than He's ever done. And that's not, it's not a bad thing. And number seven, pray for great unity uh, in calling your next pastor. So we're going to make that available. So today, uh, uh, I know that I have given you a lot. Again, we're going to post all of that on the website. If you don't have a website, we can make hard copies for you. But we want everybody to have a copy. We want you to have it. We want you to read it. We want you to pray over it. And just simply ask God, okay, God, I want to be on your agenda. And the leadership of our church, this, the, this, this focus team, God, I'm telling you, the Lord, the Lord used them in a great way. And I'm very thankful for them and the opportunity to serve with them. So we just want to unpack that today, and I just want to pray. And uh, you got a song we can we can we can end on.
I mean, it may not have to be necessarily an invitation song, but it could be. All right? It, it's fine. Whatever you've got is what we're going to do. And uh, so, Lord, as we close today, uh, Lord, I know that uh, this has been a lot to look at six functions, to look at three things in each of those functions. Lord, uh, that's a lot. But God, we we're thankful for the focus team. We're thankful for their work. Lord, their love for you, their love for the church body here at Poplar Springs. And so, Lord, we, we just ask, God, that we want to be faithful and we want to be diligent. But we also know the word says that man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps. And so, Lord, we, we just want to say yes to whatever you have for us. Lord, whatever that looks like, whether it, it is something that we are familiar with or, Lord, if it's something that is it's new, God, we want to trust you that we could join you, that we could be a part of your agenda and that, God, you could do a great work. So, God, we pray that many souls would come into the kingdom as a result. We pray for baptisms as a result. God, we pray that you would teach us much about prayer and that we would celebrate answered prayer. God, we pray that you would, would bring, uh, Lord, uh, workers in from the harvest today, God, and that we would, we would see how important discipleship is and invest our life in someone else and then in someone else. And that, God, we would have the, the, the volunteer base and the leadership base that we need to have for the growth that's coming. And so, God, all these things we recognize work together. But Lord, more than anything else, you, you, it, we know that this is your heart. We know, God, as we read your word, what your mission is to seek and to save. Jesus, you said that you would grow your church. So you're going to do it. But Lord, we pray that you would allow us to be a part of that process with you. That we would see ourselves as an extension of your hand. And God, we pray that you would just fill God, fill this place up multiple times. God, new churches could be created and ministries. And Lord, just the, the life transformation stories. God, how exciting it would be to be a part of a church where weekly we're seeing people baptized, where weekly people are coming to faith, where weekly, God, we recognize you are calling men and women to ministry in different form and fashions. And, and that God, you're just you're sending us out all over this globe. To be a part of kingdom work and kingdom life. And so Lord, uh, thank you for this church. Thank you for its rich history. But God, we pray that the days that are ahead of us will be the best days. And that God, you will use us for your good and for your glory. And Lord, we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.
Vacation Bible School starts July 17th through the 21st. And Vacation Bible School allows us to hit all seven, all six functions that Ken talked about this morning. Discipleship, evangelism, worship, a prayer, all of those, every fellowship, everything. And so, but we still need some help. I still have a few classes, third grade, fifth grade, and second grade that I need a teacher for. I need somebody to watch our two-year-olds as well. Um, and anybody else, if you have any other area you want to volunteer in, we can plug you in. Um, but we still need some help. If you can help in any of those areas, I would appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. We're going to end the service. And as you leave today, there will be men in the uh, lobby there uh, to receive your offering. Or the black boxes are on the wall as you go out towards the portico. Uh, Brother Joey's already back there. Uh, if you are new with us, for the first time and the first time in a long time. If you'd like to know more about Poplar Springs, Pastor Ken has referred to PS 101 a couple of times. And Joey's the guy on that. If you want to know about us, uh, he can tell you. He can tell you how to get hooked up with us. We would uh, love to have you. This Wednesday night is uh, the last night of our current studies on Wednesday night where we're doing Replicate. Uh, the ladies finished theirs and several of those Ladies have just joined right in with us this past week. This, we're going to re uh, uh, talk again about a little bit of the stuff we did last week and wrap up the whole study this week, and then we're taking the month of July off uh, from Wednesday night. So when they come back around, that's another opportunity for a small group discipleship that you'll have the opportunity uh, to be in. I don't know about you, but I've been encouraged today. I was encouraged. Uh, because so many churches never take the time to seriously look at what they're doing in evaluating. And we're doing well. We've got things we can improve on. Amen. And so the only way we're going to be able to improve on is we totally surrender ourselves to the Lord. Allow Him to have His way. I want us, as we leave, just to sing. Would you give me a C chord, please, Arena? And let's just sing the chorus again. Oh, I surrender.